Hello and welcome back to the Final Whistle podcast. My name is Harry McBain and this week we are speaking to an international and Commonwealth boxer, Isaac Lowe, about his club, Newcastle United. Uh, thank you for coming on, Isaac. How are you doing? Yeah, it's good. Uh, it be better than the weather at the moment in time. Very wet. <laughs> now, um, can you tell us, obviously, about your first um, memories as a Newcastle fan? Yeah, all my... Oh. It's been really all my, for all my family supported them. Uh, obviously, I live down in Lancaster, um, a bit away from them, but like it's been a family tradition, really. Uh, I've always followed, obviously, when you'd have your father sports, you usually you follow suit, don't you? So it's been like that, really. Um, and how often pre-COVID, obviously, busy schedules and everything, did you manage to get down to match days often, or is it more watching it through the telly? Yeah, most watchly for the telly, to be honest. Uh, obviously, we're about 130, 140 miles. When I do get a chance, or when I'm not in training, uh, when I do get a chance to go down, I, I do I do try and get down. The atmosphere is there. When, obviously, when the fans are in, uh, I think it's the best atmosphere ground in, in the country by far. Um, and which games uh, are the best? Would you prefer watching, obviously, games against the bigger clubs or more games against, like, Sunderland, the rivals? Yeah, the rival games is always good, obviously, because there's that tense fear in it. You know what I mean? It's a big game. There's more on the line. It's not just the win, it's the passion. It's everything in it. So, yeah, obviously the big clubs are good because you're the underdogs and you want to do the upsets. So, but I don't think there's no work better than a good derby. Mm. Now, obviously, the manager at the moment is Steve Bruce. Uh, how, what do you make of him there, 14th in the table? Is he is he the right man to you know, get, get them a bit higher up the table? At first, when he first got appointed, uh, I wasn't too keen on him. I think, which I think, ninety percent of the fans wasn't to get rid of Rafa and bring him in was uh, obviously I think was a silly move. But uh, to be fair to Bruce, he hasn't done a bad job. Uh, he got a stable a little bit last year. Do you know what I mean? Got we started the season all right. We've had a couple of hiccups the last couple of results, but uh, yeah, at the minute in time for the situation, what the club is, he's holding it together and keeping us all right. So you can't really fault him at the minute. Now the recruitment over the summer was quite quite good compared to recent seasons. Obviously, got like Callum Wilson in and Ryan Fraser. Uh, how happy are you with those signings? Yeah, uh, I think Callum Wilson was a good signing. He's a good striker. He's he done well for Bournemouth. Uh, he, he knows how to finish. Yeah, yeah. I think we've had a couple of good signings in, but I, I still think for Newcastle, sort of where we want to be and where I expect, well, we are expecting to be. We need to. We do need to buy a bit more plays and quality plays to bring them in to help us get up there. Mm. Now up top, obviously, is Callum Wilson. Um, in the last match, the other striker up there was Alan St. Maximan. Um, very, both very good players. Do you think that after they've got a bit of time working together, that some of the other teams in the Premier League, you know, should be scared of them up top? Yeah, definitely. Uh, the speed, the power. Uh, they've got a bit of everything up front. You know what I mean. Once they start getting blending them with each other and learning how each other plays and one running off, uh, they're very. I said they've got the speed up there. They've got the power up there. So yeah, I think they'd be a threat. Um, and obviously this season, uh, very different without the fans there. Uh, how do you think the season will go? Uh, I think it's one of them seasons where with no fans, it's not the same. Uh, I think even the big clubs that you look at now are like. One's winning, one's losing. It's something now. It could be, it could be one of them leads with like when Leicester won. It could be anyone's this year. I think, I think for the top clubs, so I think for all the players with the fans up there, like I'm not saying that they slack off, but 
they're not under pressure as much if there's someone on them or someone's there's always got that man on show when you've got the they are the eleventh the twelfth managers, aren't they? Mm. So I think it is uh, the players do slack I'm not say slack but they have they're not up for it as much as they usually what they usually are. Uh but for Newcastle this year Finishing the top ten would be good for us. I'd imagine so. Do you know what I mean? The top half of the table uh, for the situation where where we are and that. Um, yes, I think if we finish eighth or something, ninth, I don't think Bruce will be doing that bad of a job. Do you know what I mean? And obviously, once we try and get that big idiot out at the top, uh, <laughs> things will be looking upwards. No, uh, that was one of my uh, next questions. Obviously, Mike Ashley got the club in two thousand and seven. Still, still around. Not uh, many fans aren't too happy about that. What are your thoughts about him and his ownership? He just doesn't care about the club, doesn't he? Doesn't give a shit. Uh, it, all right, he, he, he brought us back. He, he bought us and obviously paid everything out of debt and all that. Yeah, he done that good, but I can't understand him. Uh, if he just puts some money in the club, obviously, then we get better. He gets more money. He gets us up higher at the table. Higher the table we finish, the more money goes in his pocket. Uh, and it uh, puts more value on the club. But I just don't really understand why. He just doesn't care. He's draining every single penny out of the club. You know what I mean? He doesn't care. Won't give them pl- how, how do we expect to get better if he won't give us no financial money-wise to buy the quality? All right, he might give us the odd couple of years. He might... Well, I could spend 20 or 30 million on a player if we do but that's not enough for Newcastle United we need to fucking we need four or five good players in do you know what I mean we mm. need to be spending 100 million plus do you know what I mean I know it's 100 million plus but he's got the money he needs to try and do something with it do you know what I mean he just doesn't care he doesn't, he doesn't really give a shit with getting all the money putting it in his pocket and that's it do you know what I mean yeah, um, and over the summer there was the whole Saudi uh, takeover group attempt. What was your initial reaction when you saw that news? Didn't believe it. Uh, any takeover comes into Newcastle United, I don't believe to it's done. Uh, how many times have we ordered all this big great billionaire, the richest man in the country, the richest man in the world, they saw the Arabs. They've been buying and bought by the Arabs for the last four or five seasons, but for some reason they never do go through. Um, so listen, I can't understand. He wanted three hundred million. I think they agreed. Was did they agree on the three hundred million mark? Or was it the two eighty or something like that? They agreed to sell, and never went through. I just think uh, Ashley does uh, does all this myself just to try and spook the value upon the club and make how it's going to buy. And try and think for someone to come in, or he does it for a publicity stunt just to put it all in the papers because someone's going to buy somewhere. It doesn't take you four or five times to buy it, especially if you're the richest people in the world. I think they can get it over the line. But sooner he goes out, the better. Uh, and sooner that sooner he goes, the better Newcastle will become. Mm. And now the previous season, 2017, uh, Newcastle got promoted from the championship. Uh, but at the same time, Sunderland got relegated. Um, surely that would have uh, given an extra boost to the promotion uh, celebrations by Vans. Yeah, of course. Uh, obviously winning, coming back up and obviously seeing... Uh, your rivals getting relegated, it, it it makes it a little bit sweeter. But also, it does and it does obviously get see them going down. But you miss the derby days, and obviously derby days, everyone loves the derby day. Do you know what I mean? So getting relegated, yeah, it's the buzz and all that. But you do, we do, for them to go down, you do get you miss two cracking games of the season. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But obviously, it's I'd rather them being down in the bottom tier than playing us anyhow. 
Uh, now, so over recent seasons, there have been a few Newcastle managers. Some have done better jobs than others. Who do you think has been the worst in recent years? Do you think it might be Steve McLaren? Didn't have a great, didn't have a great time at the club. Yeah, Steve McLaren was very bad, wasn't he? But I've always said, uh, what was the Dutch, the Dutch manager called? Rulolit, was it? Rulolit. Yeah. He was he was dreadful. Uh, he was dreadful when he was at Newcastle. So yeah, it'd be pretty out of them too. I'll, I'll probably go with I think he was disgraceful when he was at the club. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Steve McLaren is there. He's got to be. He's got to be there. He's got to be up there, hasn't he? Uh, now there's another manager they had during this time. It was um, only for a little bit, but Alan Shearer was in charge. Um, obviously, gone from club legend, got managing. It didn't really work out for him. What was your thoughts at the time when he was put in charge? Would you rather have just left him alone as a club legend instead of you know ruining a bit of reputation? He never, he never, he never uh, lost his reputation. You know, he got chucked in the deep end uh, three, four games, three games, four games. Someone left Newcastle's right at the bottom. It was fighting for the lives, uh, and obviously the Newcastle man. It's like someone coming to me and sort of saying, "I live in Morecambe, saying, can you go and help Morecambe?'" You live somewhere and you support someone from a ground up kid, like probably me, Newcastle, obviously. And you, you've been there. You know the club inside out. You know the players. You've got everyone. Everyone's gonna have your back. You're gonna jump at the opportunity. And if you'd have kept Newcastle up, then obviously, it probably could have been still been there. Now he could have been built and done that better. But sometimes you've got a dare to be great, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? He, he tried his best for the, the four remaining games. It wasn't enough. But I can assure you, uh, he, he's got the qualities to do to come back and, uh, and re-contract again. And I think everyone. In the North East, we give him a second chance. I don't think it was on his behalf. Mm. Now, in 2010, Alan Pardew was appointed. He uh, got a five-and-a-half-year deal in 2010, obviously got a fifth-place finish in 2012, and got given uh, an eight-year contract, uh, which finished this year, even though he was uh, only sacked in 2014. What were your thoughts at the time when the club gave him an eight-year contract? That was just Mike Ashley being a, a dick, basically, wasn't it? Obviously, uh, why would you give someone an eight-year contract? Well, perfect for Alan Pardew, wasn't it? Got sacked, got paid. Wow, whoopty whoop, got paid eight-year, five-year bonus fee for nothing. Yeah, it was, it was just silly, really. It was madness. Uh, he, 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 when they probably come to him with the, 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 uh, the contract, he must have been laughing at his feet for this the blessing in the sky. I don't know how you would man. I don't even think the top managers now to this day, the best of the best, uh, get a year contract. Do you know what I mean? So it was, yeah, it was just a silly move. It was just one of Ashley's stupid moves again. And another manager that was, uh, it had quite a good spell. Rafa Benitez. He was fan favourite between sixteen and twenty nineteen. Uh, what was your opinion on him? Yeah, he was very good for the club. For the for the. It was very good for the best of a place. Listen, he's one of the best managers in the world, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? Uh, he's test and prove it, isn't he? Uh, I don't understand how they're never given I would like they're never given the money. Like you're saying, when you've got that type of quality of a manager in front of your team, and for what state with Newcastle, he's got the money to pass him. Only what he asked was for some money to buy some decent plays and try and build us up the table and try and get us better than what we was. How would you expect that kind of manager to work with the players or what? He had no disrespect to the players, but how, with no funds, how, how do you work loaning players in, loaning and loaning and loaning? It's, it doesn't work like that, do you know what I mean? And when you've got 
world class managers, you need to give them world class funds and have world class support. You know what I mean? But uh, it was a shame to see him go. He loved the club. The fans loved him. We all, it was great. Uh, and we'd love to see him back. Definitely, uh, I think we'd have him back in a heartbeat. But I don't think he would come back or to to that idiot gone from upstairs. Yeah, definitely. So it might have to have, might have been wait a bit until Ashley dies and actually sells the club. Now you're you're quite a stable Premier League side now after a bit of um, yo-yoing between the Championship and a few previous years. Um, and one of the things that's been brought into the Premier League over recent seasons, VAR. Do you think it should stay in the Premier League or do you think it's just a waste of time? Just bollocks, if you ask me. Listen, it is good on the getting a goal if it's a, if it is a mile across the line or but I just think it takes too long to fucking do things you know what I mean it's like is it a goal isn't a goal stop if it's a free kick it's not a free kick alright then for bad tackles or for a penalty or so yeah fair enough but not every two bloody seconds you know what I mean everything is it's ruining the game it's two stop and then up the stairs with the pause have you seen some of the games over the recent weeks about the penalties and that would look mm. Like the post, but their post would give them a second opinion. The referee, their post would get a hundred percent right, and they're clearly not. Do you know what I mean? It's I think it's all bonkers. If you ask me, I think it's a shamble. Do you think maybe it could it should stay if they refine the rules? Obviously, the offside rules, the big one that's crazy about you know, like your kneecap being offside or something. It's football. It's do you know what I mean? Plays. It's hard. Obviously, yeah, if you're a mile offside or a foot in front of the defender, yes, later you're offside, do you know what I mean? But imagine you're a striker, do you know what I mean? The ball's going through, boom, you're there. If if, if your toenail's over the line, you, you can't mark that off offside, surely, do you know what I mean? It's the name of the game, it's the way we play it, do you know what I mean? Uh, and then, like, you score, then you have to stop, like, the, the adrenaline rush stops, everyone's like, oh, it's cool, yeah, yeah, then it's like, stop, what, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, I think, I think, listen, it is good in one way, but as you said, maybe we'd have to stop it. Uh, keep it in, but rechange the moon uh, or the uh, the new laws and what the laws that they've got for it. Like it's a little bit offside, and the referee gives it play on. That's it. It's a goal. Stand. That's what it stands. It's a margin off light, up, offside, or whatever. Yeah. Surely they can't. They can't stop the game and all that from happening. It's like every two minutes, it's stop and start. Mm. And. Uh, as you said there earlier, that St James Park was great, a great ground uh, when it's got all the fans in. How important is it that the fans are allowed back in now? Oh yeah, definitely. Got to get back in, aren't there? I can't understand it really. Like you liked at St James Park, what was it, fifty six, fifty five thousand or something? All traffic, seventy four thousand. All these big stadiums, even the low stadiums, you got on Bournemouth, fifteen, sixteen thousand, twenty thousand, whatever it is. Surely God, they can make a health and safety room, like for St James Park, 20,000, 15,000. United, United, since like 26,000 a year the other day. Surely God, they can special these fans out in them stadium, get some kind of, some kind of fans in, do you know what I mean? I think they've got the sooner the better, do you know what I mean? Because this disease, by the look of things, is not going nowhere anytime soon. Uh, it's just like everything's going to a standstill. It's not just the football world, it's everything in it's even for me in the boxer world, it's... It's awful, and uh, we all need the fans back from in every sport, and we need to find moving on going forward. Mm. And finally, if you could sit down and say one thing to Mike Ashley, what would it be and why? Oh, <laughs> Fair enough. 
Uh, thank you, Isaac. It's been brilliant talking to you. That's all we have time for. Uh, thank you all for listening. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. That was the final whistle. <laughs>